0: Welcome to God's Messenger Lighthouse Podcast. This is your host, Brother Scott Messenger, bringing you Chapter 19 from If I Perish by Esther On Kim. Chapter 19, A Different Jail in a Renewed Vow. As I looked out the window of the train, the autumn landscape was beautiful. Sheaves of grain were scattered about the fields to be dried by the gentle hand of the false sun. The reds and yellows had darkened to brown and the leaves that still remained on the trees and winter would soon arrive. The clouds that were floating so serenely in the sky knew no agony or suffering. That was to their pity, it seemed to me. The greater the suffering for a child of God, the greater the blessing would be. Suddenly I was filled with thankfulness. Come, agony and suffering, my heart cried out. I have the true God with me. He shall be manifest. The police station to which I was being taken was in a quiet area in the country. I was immediately taken to the secret service division where the Japanese officer in charge treated me like a criminal. Instead of reading my papers, which were on his desk, he questioned me harshly. As he did so, my heart was darkened and heavy. Uh, Where had the bold resolution gone that I had made on the train? He was still questioning me when the chief policeman sent for him. In about ten minutes, I was taken to the chief's office. The chief's face was ugly and wrinkled, and he walked with the painful limp of an old man. He gave me the impression that he was as vulgar and as arrogant as the detective who... Had been questioning me. However, he was courteous and respectful. I couldn't understand why until he told me that he had received a phone call from the prefectural government uh, instructing him to have me write a paper concerning my thoughts. God had gone ahead of me and prepared the way. The kindly behavior of the chief policeman seemed very funny to me. I felt like laughing especially when the chief ordered one of the janitors to go to the cell and clean it well. But I dared not laugh. I would never know what might have happened if I had showed any mirth on my face. Only four cells were in the country jail where I was being held, and I only saw two or three prisoners. The jailer acted as though he didn't even see me until we were alone then he wanted to know why I was being held in jail. I told him that I was a criminal because of dangerous thoughts. When he found out I had gone to high school, he wanted to know what kind of crime I had committed. I am a Christian, I told him. I have been brought here because I refused to worship the shrine. You fool, he exclaimed. What are you becoming by doing such a thing? The next day, The department head called me out and questioned me arrogantly. I told him about our complicated family life, that my father took several concubines because my mother did not have a son and that there were boys and girls born to him every year. I told him how my grandmother worshipped idols and invited soothsayers and sorceresses to the house all the time. Through them, I saw that idols and demons are unable to do any good for their worshippers. I said. I knew how unhappy and powerless my grandmother was, but my mother, who was saved by Jesus Christ and believed in the true God, Jehovah, was the happiest person, and she was living a life of peace and victory in spite of the fact that she was in a most miserable situation I did not become a Christian because somebody told me to do so and taught me about God. Rather, I made up my mind and believed after seeing the facts with my own eyes. I told him about our trip to Japan to warn the leaders and how I had accompanied the man who dropped the bill of warning. I believe that the Japanese police will treat me badly until I die and that I will be sentenced to death in the end. I continued... At first, he took notes, but he soon stopped and only listened to me. His entire attitude changed as I kept on talking, and from time to time, he offered me some tea. When I told him about the violent jailer at the Sun Kaori police station, his eyes widened. The admonition was given here, too, he explained, so it was you. He stood quickly and got... Out his lunch box, offering it to me. I'm starving, I admitted. I don't blame you, he said. You didn't eat anything yesterday. I finished eating the food without any hesitation. What a shameful thing, and how shy I felt. But at the same time, I was glad. Having eaten and laughed to my heart's content, I was as serene as the high autumn sky. I pictured the smiling face of Jesus and within myself I praised the love of God. Then the chief policeman called me to his room, asked the department head to leave, and began to make trivial gossip. When he saw that did not please me, he quit. You seem to have a clear mind for a woman, he said. I looked at him without answering. Don't you know that a sweet woman is more charming than a smart one? He asked, seeming to be offended that my education exceeded his own. Do you want to go with me to see Kai Ko Rang Sing the night in China in this town tonight? I glanced at him in surprise. However, I was not that foolish as to agree. I looked back at him coldly. What are you thinking of, he asked. I'm thinking of writing down my thoughts in a report, I replied. He didn't like to hear that. I will have to remember to write down everything that has happened, I continued. How foolish, She exclaimed. Who in the world could remember everything and write it down? Forget it. I was taken back to my cell immediately. The following morning, the department head came earlier than usual and took me to the secret service division. He seemed concerned about me and ordered me a warm breakfast then he picked up my Japanese Bible and asked if he could look at it. I prayed earnestly that he might be saved by the Holy Spirit just by reading the portions underlined in red. During the next several days, news about me must have spread. One by one, the police officers came by to have a look at me. On one occasion, the chief policeman came to my cell and took and told the jailer to lock the door of my cell only at night, and to let me go in and out freely during the day. From that time on, I would put on my shoes and go up the hill in the back of the building to watch the sky, to sing, to recite scripture, or to pray. At times, a policeman would follow me, so I was careful not to go too far. In order that they would not have to come out and look for me, I spent the day where they could see me from the office window. I realized, anew that there was one part of creation of which I was especially mindful. It was man. Each person could gla- gladden or sadden the heart of God. Among all the creatures, God had created human beings, the most careful, and had breathed his own spirit into them, and I was one of them. What an honor and privilege, as I thought about the mind of God, who must have been looking down at me. My heart was filled with thankfulness, and I determined I knew to live in faith until the end. Lord, I promised, I shall obey. Next time, chapter 20, A Change of Heart.